Welcome to the Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health Podcast, where we talk about the clinical and practical issues that face those working in the mental health industry. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Barrier Breakdown. My name is Erin Molino Bailey, Chief Operating Officer at Cognitive Behavior Institute, and my co-host, Dr. Kevin Caridad, who is the CEO and owner at Cognitive Behavior Institute. This week, we are joined by Dr. Lena Bekdash, who is an assistant professor in the Health and Wellness Studies Department at Binghamton University in New York. She received her PhD in cell and molecular biology with a neuroscience concentration from Binghamton University. She earned a master's degree in nutrition scientists, new sciences, excuse me, from the University at Buffalo, New York, and is a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified nutrition specialist scholar, a certified dietitian nutritionist, and a fellow of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Bekdash. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you became interested in mental health? Sure. Well, thank you first for having me. Um, so I, I think my interest started when I started my, my PhD, which is like, as you said, it's in cell and molecular biology. And I did my training, my, my dissertation training in neuroscience. Um, so I, um, I got to learn how the brain works at the cellular and molecular level. And uh, at the same time, I was able to understand how um, this may be impacting brain health and brain function. So this is how I developed that interest in learning how the brain function is eventually leading to emotions and behaviors. Very interesting. And what led you to um, wanting to research regarding diet and how that plays a part in mental health? So actually, I started as a dietitian. Um, my bachelor degree is uh, is in nutrition and dietetics, and then I switched to um, to nutrition science for for my master's degree, um, and then I decided to switch to biology. So combining all this knowledge, I was able to understand how nutrients can impact health and mostly brain health at the cellular and molecular level. And I was like trying to, um, so I, I started seeing the relationship between how food could impact brain chemistry and brain structure and how this change in brain chemistry may impact mental health. That's very interesting. And can you share a little bit with our listeners um, who are mostly clinicians, a little bit about how your findings relate to anxiety and depression? Can we hear a little, a little bit about that? So um, I do have observational research. I started with observational research. We need to establish proof of concept. Uh, so this observa observational research was trying to find um, rela relationship between dietary patterns, uh, certain food groups, uh, certain lifestyles, like we were looking at exercise and um, frequency of exercise, sleep, substance abuse. And we were also finding how this may be related to um, mental distress. We used um, a Kessler 6, which is like um, a scale, a validated scale to assess mental distress, which is basically anxiety and depression. So we were trying to see the, uh, what kind of relationship uh, it exists between um, patterns um, of certain 
diets and uh, or food groups with mental distress. And then we, we also have interventional studies where we're also looking at people who um, consume certain diets and how that impacted their mental health as well. Can you speak to that? I think that's a really interesting area. Uh, there's so many different ways of eating that we've heard from keto to uh, you know Mediterranean uh, kind of versus uh, the not so healthy traditional American uh, diet at times. Uh, can you speak to that? What any information that you have or knowledge on about those ways of eating and its impact on individuals' mental health? So basically, um, I can tell you that the Mediterranean diet is the best diet for mental health because it can uh, it can encompass all the major food groups. Um, it uh, um, it eliminates mostly the unhealthy food. Um, so. Um, all studies, if, if you look at those studies, you'll find that there's strong relationship between, between eating Mediterranean style and mental health, having good mental well-being. The Western diet, which is basically eliminating some uh, major uh, food groups like fruits, vegetables, all these have uh, are packed with nutrients, whether uh, vitamins, minerals, or even phytochemicals that could be um, for example, antioxidants, flavonoids, all these have a great impact on, uh, on brain function and brain health. Um, so any diet that eliminates major food group is not good for our mental health. So when, when we talk about keto diet, and I'm, and I'm sorry to say that, I know there are many followers um, that believe in it and, I, and it does maybe help with weight loss, but it may not be hel uh, helping with mental health. Understood. Okay. And so can you speak to more uh, about uh, nutrition and, you know, advice clinicians can give to uh, individuals? How should they, you know, not, clinicians aren't going to be nutritionists. So most people aren't going to see a nutritionist. So what advice as therapists, as we talk to our clients, what should we assess for? What advice should we be giving to, to our clients? Well, I think the first thing to look uh, at is, is a diet. Um, our are their patients consuming um, all the major macronutrients? Are they, cons uh, are they consuming them in uh, a healthy ratio? Are they consuming all the healthy fats? Because we, we could be consuming fat, but not the healthy type. And the, the healthy fat would be um, a healthy ratio between omega-6 and omega-3 fats. Uh, we need omega-6, but we're consuming, overly consuming omega-6, and that may be promoting inflammation uh, inflammation in the brain has been associated with mental distress or uh, increased risk of, uh, of mental health issues. We need omega-3 in our diet. Are we getting enough? Not all the sources of um, uh, not all sources of fish that we consume is good source of omega-3. So I, I think there's a need to uh, focus on the macronutrients, carbohydrate. Are we are we consuming enough between the simple and the complex? More of uh, our uh, carbohydrate consumption may be uh, simple, which is not a good thing for our, for our mental health. We need more of the complex. So I think studying the, the type of macronutrients, um, whether uh, the patients are also getting their uh, vitamins and minerals, um, and I would advise them 
to get them from food, not from supplements, because supplements are not well absorbed. They may be sometimes interacting with each other in a negative way. Food has more synergistic effect for absorption of nutrients. So I think that would be the first step is to understand the diet um, of the patient. Next, exercise. Are, um, are the patient exercising? Exercising and mental health go hand in hand. So if, um, if, uh, if people are not exercising, they, um, they may have some um, mental health issues um, or those who, who, who are prone to mental health issues and not exercising may, ha may have a more exacerbation of their symptom. Sleep is a big factor because the sleep is a reset button for uh, our body and brain. We, we consume enzymes, we consume stores when we're awake and we replenish everything when we're sleeping. Are we having a good night's sleep, uh, good quality sleep? Because we, we could be sleeping uh, for eight hours, but not good quality sleep. We need to have a deep sleep in order to restore um, stores. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that as a mother of a small child <laughs> um, and how that can be affecting your mental health. Um, can you speak to a little bit, um, is, there any, is there anything specific that sticks out that you'd like to share about nutrition when it comes to men versus women? Is there anything you know, specific that you, that you think could be helpful to share? Well, um, so my research has been looking at the, diff um, at the age group um, and the gender difference, because imaging studies now, with with the advancement in in technology, imaging studies is showing that that the brain morphology between young adults and mature adults. So young adults is like between eighteen to mid to tw uh, late twenties, and mature adults are thirty and older, and. Um, and I label them this way because the brain completes its maturity between mid-20s to late-20s. So the imaging studies have shown that there's morphological differences between young versus mature adults and between men and women. Um, okay, so one quick women, question. Can you speak to morphology, what you mean by that? It's, uh, uh, it's more how, how the structures are interacting together. Right. Um, so for example, women tend to have denser areas in the brain uh, when we compare them to men and they may have denser connectivity between brain regions, which explain why women tend to be multitasking. So when they have this difference in structure in certain areas, it means that they have or they need certain ingredients in their diet because everything in us is actually comes from what we eat. So if we're, if we're lacking the ingredients needed to support structures, eventually these structures are going to fail over time. So uh, based on my research, I found that women tend to need um, a whole spectrum of nutrients. And we found that mostly eating a Mediterranean diet for women was associated with mental well-being. Um, whereas with men, we found that men could be partially eating a healthy diet and still not suffer from or not um, experience mental distress as much as women do. Makes sense. Awesome. Now, any other differences, whether it be gender or ethnicity, that you think nutrition is important to be aware of? 
we didn't look into ethnic, uh, ethnicity, but we looked mostly into men and, and women, uh, young adults and, and mature adults. So for younger adults, we found that uh, eating a high quality protein associated with a better mental health. Um, and that's because their brain is still maturing. So it makes sense that if they're not getting enough of, of the major building blocks uh, for the brain, that they may have some mental health issues. Which, which brings me to the concept of uh, eating a vegan diet for young adults. Vegan uh, is, is very healthy because they're, they're, they're mostly consuming the fruits and vegetables and all the important ingredients. But some research, and it's only, not only mine, but other researchers has all, have also found the relationship between eating a vegan or vegetarian-like diet and um, mental distress in, um, um, in populations. And it was found, um, there's a big study um, uh, that showed, I think it was like 80,000 people. Um, I'm not 100% um, sure, but they looked at men, um, husbands of pregnant women. So it was a big study, but they, they they interviewed the men and they, uh, um, so these were husbands of pregnant women, meaning young adults, mostly. And they found that all those who reported eating a vegetarian diet had higher risk for mental health issues. So this, this brings me to what we found in our um, a study that younger adults need some high quality protein. And if, if they don't meet, meet these demands, they may have higher risk for mental health or mental distress. Uh, for mature adults, we found that um, with age, there's a need or higher need to be consuming more the fruits and vegetables because as we get older, there's an increased risk of inflammation in the brain. And then um, eating these antioxidants can reduce the impact of oxidation that comes from inflammation. And this is why we need antioxidants. We also found that with age, um, um, there's more sensitivity to caffeine um, in a sense that anything that may uh, increase the stress response or support the stress response may, may uh, may trigger a um, mental health problem. We found it more in women than in men. We also found in young adults, whether men or women, that caffeine can also increase their risk. So um, in, in mature uh, adults, women will, were more sensitive to caffeine. In younger adults, men and women uh, are the same. And the reason we looked into the reason, um, we found that in young adults, because they have the sex hormones, the sex hormones have to be metabolized in the liver the same way the caffeine has to be metabolized. So they compete for the same enzymes. So people who, um, so young adults, people who take um, hormone, uh, uh, hormone replacement or maybe on birth control, they may be more sensitive to caffeine than, than other people. Interesting. Really interesting. Well, thank you so much for spending the time and joining us. Can you just share with our listeners where they can find more about your research online? Um, I think the easier way is just to Google my name and write okay. mental, uh, mental health, mental distress. Um, there are many articles written by um, news agency. I think these are easier to understand, but um, if, 
um, if they want to uh, read my own research, they can go, uh, go to uh, Google Scholar and, um, and research my name and then they find my publications there. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Bekdash. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to join us today and this discussion regarding nutrition and mental health. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank Wonderful. you. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning into this week's episode of The Barrier Breakdown. We hope you all stay safe and healthy. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health. Listeners can find all of our episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. For more information and to learn about upcoming continuing education events, check out our website, cbicenterforeducation.com, our Facebook pages, Cognitive Behavior Institute and CBI Center for Education, as well as our Instagram at Cognitive Behavior Institute and our Twitter at CBI underscore Pittsburgh. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We hope you'll tune in for another guest next week.